Thank you for tuning in to Detail Memories. This episode is brought to you by Rotafest and Zenware. Rotafest is the most powerful mobile invoicing software designed for auto detailers and recon professionals on the market today. More than just a mobile invoicing app, it gives you a complete suite of tools to manage your business. Yes, it has a mobile app designed for the iPhone and Android to decode the VIN and create an invoice in the field. But it also includes integration with QuickBooks, customer management tools, text and email reminders, reports, and now inventory management is included in this powerful suite of tools. Learn more about Rotafest at rotafest.com. Don't go with your pants on. <laughs> he does it every time. I'm telling you, man. Brad's like, do you have your pants on? I'm like, yes, I'm sitting right next to you. Of course I have my pants on. Oh, now I feel underdressed. underdressed that's funny man i i guess he figures i eat so much from turkey day that i still got my pants undone (laughs) somebody asked that online somebody was like make sure you got your stretchy pants on and i was like i thought pants were optional and they're like thanksgiving at your house is a bit odd dude man i could see rod walking around in his tidy whities with the drumstick in his hand (laughs) i don't want to see that (laughs) oh man the image of that man i'm just (laughs) No, usually I just take the skin off the turkey, put it on my face, and go, Clarice, Clarice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, (laughs) with that said, we are kicking off another episode of Detail Memoirs. I think you guys know I'm Jody. I'm Rod, (laughs) if you really wanted to know that before you turn it off. Um, (laughs) So, man. Before you do anything, you got to take a moment to go and subscribe to RotaFest. You know, you don't want to miss an episode of this because you got us crazies. We got great guests and we're always driven to help you grow your business. So, yep. Perfect. So today we have an awesome guest, Jason Gale. And uh, why don't you tell us, you've been a busy guy over the last several months. What's been going on? So uh, last year at uh, the 2021 SDC, uh, Daryl and I, you know, we, we talked, made some jokes about me coming out and working for him. Uh, I wasn't aware at the time how serious he was, um, but I came back in October, uh, did the Onyx training with him. I was the second group to get certified through Onyx and spent the day working with Daryl at his shop. Loved, loved Daryl, loved the environment, loved the guys that he had working with him. And it was just, a, you know, Kentucky's a beautiful state. Um, so joked with him again about not wanting to leave. Uh, almost stayed for a couple extra days and did some work with him just to, you know, kind of get to hang out a little bit more. Well, uh, he made a post last year around, uh, October, November, somewhere around there, shortly after, uh, I had, I had come on with Onyx about hiring and him and I just started joking. We started talking again and, uh, things got serious. Conversation got, got a little more serious. So, uh, we took it off of Facebook and had a private discussion for a little while. And he made me a very, uh, very generous offer to come out and work with him. Um, I came out, started in February. Uh, we helped, you know, I helped kind of modify some of the procedures that he had, kind of some of the guys that he had working for him were, um, you know, a little less experienced. He's got some guys that were really great. A couple of the guys were a little less experienced. So um, I had the ability to kind of help train some of his guys um, and, you know, work on some vehicles that I hadn't had a chance to work on. You know, we've done some incredible stuff since I got here. Uh, and Daryl really liked to push me, give me opportunities that most people don't get. 
you know, not, not too many people get the opportunity to, you know, to wet sand $400,000 Lamborghinis. Um, so yeah, like that was just really awesome. These guys would come in with these crazy jobs and he'd just be like, Oh yeah, we got this. I'm like, I really appreciate your confidence, but at one point this is going to come back and probably bite us. Um, (laughs) Fortunately, uh, that hasn't happened yet. Um, but it, it was just nice. We had a really good relationship. Uh, we, we worked really well together. Uh, Daryl and I, we really didn't hold any punches to each other, which I, I really enjoy. I, I would much rather have an honest disagreement with you than you just kind of appease me and then, you know, go about your way and, and, you know, disagree with me behind my back. And Daryl and I had a pretty good understanding of that, uh, that, I would say things that he didn't want to hear and he would say things that I didn't want to hear if we felt that it was for the best. Um, go fast forward uh, to Southern Detailers Conference 2022. Uh, I met the Canadian uh, distributor for the Labo Cosmetica line. Spoke with him for a little while. It's an Italian line. I got an Italian wife. You know, I like Italian cars. It just all kind of went together. Um, so we sat around. We just talked for a and uh, I I purchased some of their products. Everything that I got from them was just extremely unique. It's not like your typical detailing products. They kind of filled in the gaps. They got about, I think, 32 products right now. They're constantly reformulating and adding products to it, but we've got 32 products in the Labo Cosmetica lineup right now, and every one of them just has a a unique feature to it that you don't see in many detail products. They kind of close the gap. Uh, that makes life easier for detailers. I found that really intriguing. Um, they do a lot of research and development in their products that most other companies don't have. Certifications, all this stuff, uh, you know, a lot of <laughs> emphasis on safety, environmental safety, safety for the detailer, which anybody who does this stuff full time, that's important. Uh, everybody knows that, you know, prolonged exposure to these chemicals, which all of us get, Uh, can cause health consequences. So they were the first company to declare PFAS free. They don't use any PFAS, which, you know, if you guys know, um, they're starting to discover more and more how dangerous these chemicals are. They're almost impossible to detoxify out of your system, impossible to detoxify um, out of the, you know, uh, out of the environment. Once they're there, they're there and they are in everything. They're in a lot of spray sealants, coatings, uh, food packaging, anything that's really meant to be hydrophobic, uh, most likely it's got some form of PFAS in it. So the fact that they were able to provide a really high quality product that closed those gaps while still maintaining a certain level of integrity and, you know, dedication toward the safety of the environment and the detailer was really important for me. Um, And then as I kept using them, uh, the guys at the shop at Detail Lex were using them. I was sending out samples to some of the other guys in the industry that I really highly respect. Everybody had a really good, uh, feel for these products. Everybody's experience with them was very positive. Kept speaking with the the guys from Mafra, uh, David from Labo Cosmetica, and eventually they offered me uh, the U.S. distribution. Um, I was never looking to be a distributor, wasn't looking to get into the wholesale wholesale or retail market at all, Uh, but I felt it was a really good opportunity and it was a product that I could defend confidently. I I was selling something for a brand. um, And there's even been a couple of products that, you know, the the company has that they're coming out with or things that, you know, they're, they're just now importing in. And I want to try them first. I'm not just, you know, because it's got the same brand on it. I'm not just going to promote it. I want to put it in my hands first, see if it works, put it in a couple other people's hands, see how they feel about it. And if everybody has a positive, uh, you know, review on it, 
then it's something that I'll carry. But I, I only want to carry products that are really going to perform. You can get a bottle of car soap at any, any store. You can go to Walmart and grab something for $10 a gallon. Um, all soaps are not the same. All products aren't the same. So uh, eventually it, it just kind of snowballed into where I invested a substantial amount of money into it to get these products in and start moving them. After a couple of months, um, I, I had a, a, a guy here in Kentucky who's a, a, another businessman, um, spoke with him. He saw a lot of value in the product, felt a lot of confidence in me and my business strategy, and he ended up coming in as a 50% partner with me on this. So uh, we, we now have a, a pretty uh, substantial inventory. Um, we're doing uh, installer training for mm -hmm. ceramic coatings. We've got some really interesting ceramic coatings. Um, but main thing is, um, anything I can do really to, to try to help the people in the industry who've helped me, I felt really positive about that. So that's why, you know, uh, some of the guys in, in my early, early stages of my career who were willing to reach out to me and offer me guidance and offer me assistance and stuff. Those were the first guys that I reached out to and was like, Hey, yeah. um, if I send you some of this, would you be willing to try it? Let me know what you think about it. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, that is, that is a, that's a lot. Because <laughs> our our introduction to you was really literally that exact same timeline. It was a you know a Southern Dethars Conference 2021 when you and Leslie and I spent some time together chatting in, on the back patio, yeah. and I really you know and met you guys, and I was actually really impressed with just your focus and drive on the industry, and um, and so that you know that's a lot of stuff that happens in a couple of years, and that I think that's. Uh, there, you can do a lot of planning. People can do a lot of planning. I can plan on being a distributor of something and I can set it up that way and that's fine. Um, or it can, you can just take advantage of opportunities that come your way. And I think that's more along the lines of what most people do. I don't think most people would say, oh, I totally plan to do this. I, uh, you know, the, probably the most famous example would be Jeff Bezos who didn't plan on being a multi-billionaire he, he started a, a <laughs> online book subscription thing in his garage, basically, and it turned into, yeah. you know, what it is today. So um, I know people, a lot of people try to replicate that as opposed to just being in tune with what's going on around them. And, and again, like you said, wanting to have good products and wanting to have good um, <clears throat> relationship with the people. That's, that's Jody and I, it's, it's interesting because uh, the software, everybody always asks us, you know, what, what do you, what do you, what do you guys, what's your focus? What's your big deal? What's, what makes you different? And I'm like, our main focus is to make people successful with our software. That's what the whole goal is. It's not right. just to get another 50 bucks because I can no. go get 50 bucks anywhere. I can take a piece of cardboard and write, you know, some BS on it, stand on the corner. <laughs> so, you know, you can get 50 bucks doing anything, but the, the point is, is it's trying to actually help people. And, and I think that's why, uh, you know, as we look at it, this is Jody and I are always really reflective this time of the year. You know, it's the end of the year. It's our anniversary. We're getting a comment too. our anniversary was in September. And this is we are just started our 14th year in business. Um, we have been selling software longer than any company <laughs> in the detailing yeah. industry. We are the number one. I don't care what anybody else's like advertisement <laughs> says. We are the number one software. We have been here longer than anybody. And the reason why is because that's all our focus is, is to help people. So, and I, and that's one of the things that impressed me about you and 
and what you're all about with uh, helping people out. And so you are in Kentucky. Where are you at in Kentucky so people know where to find you? So I am, uh, we have a, a private shop uh, in Paris. So we do. That's a long boat trip. Oh, yeah, Paris, Kentucky. <laughs> it's not nearly as impressive. Uh, but uh, we, my business partner and I, uh, he has he has a, a location that we're, we were able to use. Um, it's a big you know, large building, uh, it's perfect for us to detail out of. So, you know, we still, uh, take in some detail clients. I don't do a whole lot of detailing, but I can't abandon it. It is my roots. Um, I would absolutely go crazy if I didn't have something to detail. Um, if I go too long, I'll end up working on something of my own that probably doesn't necessarily need it just because I'm bored. Um, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I bet your keeps getting I, thinner and thinner. I bet you're well, like, I don't even want to measure it. Like, yeah, the clear coat on my cars and stuff. Yeah. It's probably, non-existent yeah <laughs> when you find yourself out detailing the barbecue grill that's when you're like okay this has gone a little a little much i i uh, yeah it's funny you mentioned that i'm actually planning on ceramic like... coating my new smoker <laughs> so, that's funny that has been considered ceramic coating your smoker i've had a couple of them rust out on me over the years so uh i got a nice one now i'm gonna try to preserve this one <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a couple things there that that you said that I think are really important. Um, number one, you know, somebody Daryl had a lot of confidence in you when you yourself probably weren't so sure you were ready to wet sand a four hundred thousand dollar Lamborghini, right? And right. I think sometimes we both on a personal level and a business level, sometimes we're not sure if we have the skills, the know-how to move to that next level. And when somebody shows you that confidence, it gives you the motivation and the trust in yourself to go, all right, you know what? If he has confidence in me, I'm willing to have confidence in myself. And there really is a lot of power in that. Oh, absolutely. the other thing is that, you know, as you've been moving and progressing, you've been looking at ways to grow and kind of what Rob was saying, you know, you had a, a trajectory that you were going, but you were open to these opportunities. You were yeah. open to these discussions. And when you're open to those discussions, all of a sudden a door opens that you never imagined. Right. And so I think that's important for business owners, too, is like to have a focus on your business, but also be looking and trying to create opportunities, maybe unintentionally, but also intent intentionally that will help you grow as a business owner and in your business. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when I started out uh, and I, I, I had been a, a hobby detailist for you know, over 10 years before Leslie and I finally started our company a few years ago and, and went in full, you know, full, uh, full force on it. And I had a lot of knowledge of the industry. And then when I got involved in it, all the knowledge that I had gained, I had read all the books, I had followed all the podcasts, I had been, you know, following up with everybody's YouTube videos, and you know, a little bit of hands on training and everything. But when you go in full time on full scale, you run into a lot of pitfalls that you could have never, you know, you could have never seen coming without some level of experience. So a lot of the guys in the industry that I looked up to, uh, 
I was willing to reach out to them and and take you know the op, the possibility of them just being like, who the hell are you? Go away. Um, yeah. Fortunately for me, a lot of the guys that I spoke to were extremely helpful, more than willing to reach out and give me a hand. Um, you know, Chris Williams, uh, he he's always been one that's really helpful. Uh, Jason Rose, he did a lot for me in in the beginning of my career. You guys have obviously done a lot for me uh, throughout you know my career. Um, being able to have people in the industry who are connected and have seen some of the troubles and pitfalls and stuff that other business owners have gone through was extremely valuable for me. So now I feel a little more confident. I've got some footing under me. And like you said, I have a trajectory. I know which direction I want to go now. And I've experienced a lot of those struggles that 95% of these detailers in the industry are going to fall into at some point in time. So yep. I've given that back. I've tried to, there are several detailers in the industry right now who I have a phone call or a text message with at least once a week um, just to see how they're doing, see how their business is holding up, see if there's anything I can do to try to help them out. Um, not necessarily because I feel like I'm the most qualified to do it, but just because if I have anything that I can offer, I want to offer it. This industry has been so good to me. I've, I've never experienced anything like I did when I got into the detailing industry. It literally changed mine and my wife's lives. Uh, and the relationships that we've made are irreplaceable. Uh, so to be able to give that back on even a small scale just meant the world to me. So where I kind of wound up as a U.S. distributor for these brands just kind of fell into that same kind of trajectory. It was me being able to take something that I really loved and introduce it to other people who didn't know about it. You know, these these brands, uh, they're really big everywhere else, you know, in the world, but not really big in the United States. And I've talked to some people and if I just wanted to sell a product, it's very easy to to just get a product, put my brand on it and and sell it and make a, you know, a, a lucrative uh, income off of it. I can make right. substantial markups off of a rebranded product. That wasn't really my focus. Like I said, I, I, being a wholesaler, or a retailer was never my priority. Being in the detailing industry, making things shiny. That's what I do. Uh, but by being able to do that, I also know what products work and what products don't. And obviously what works for me doesn't work for everybody. And I don't yeah. think that, you know, the stuff that I have back here behind me is going to replace everything that everybody has. I, right. yeah. you know, I use multiple brands. Almost every detailer I know uses multiple brands. You find something that works for your style of detailing, your environment, and you stick with it. But you got to be open-minded and you got to realize that Things are always changing. What you have now that works great, it may have been the top of the line product for the last five, 10 years, but the technology is always evolving. You, you, everybody knows the detailing industry moves very fast. Every oh, yeah. time you go to one of these events, these large expos, there are 10 new brands and even the existing brands all have new products. It's just constantly evolving. Um, so I just felt like it was just a... A, a nice segue into the way that my, my career had already kind of fallen. Uh, and I'm really happy with it. I'm happy with how it worked out. I'm happy with the relationships that it's bringing me. And it's one of those things where I, like, now I feel like I'm actually giving something back to the detailing industry instead of just taking. No, that's, that's awesome. And I, I think part of that is like Jody said, is to kind of bring this back around what he's saying is that you you're open to those uh, opportunities you know, everybody's always heard the analogy of, you know, the, when the, you know, somebody's, when the door's knocking or whatever that analogy is about some, when opportunity knocks, you got to answer the door. Well, a lot of times it's knocking and you don't see the opportunity or you don't have the confidence to do it. I mean, you know, you're talking about a $400,000 car. I look at that a lot of times and I'll tell people, 
because we'll work on some stuff and people are like, how do you do that? I'd be so scared. And I'm like, well, that's the difference is I'm just dumb enough to think that I can do it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, and honestly, that's what it is. It's a confidence to understand. And I've, I've told this story before. The first time Jody picked up a polisher was on Air Force One, a priceless American artifact. Yeah. And, and he had the confidence or the stupidity, whatever it is. Confidence. The confidence to go, I know that I know enough that I'm not going to damage this. I'm not just going to go full force, right? You're not going into that Lamborghini and going, well, I got some 220 grit. I'm going to push hard, you know? Right. No, so, yeah. Middle of the time. Uh, well, so, and Scott Mesha was a huge help. He's like, all right, yeah. let's jump in this engine cow. <laughs> right. And that's, mess, right? That, that's the thing is it's yeah, not the most it's comfortable also, position. Yeah. It's the people <laughs> that help you get that confidence as well. Absolutely. And I think that is, um, you know, there's a lot of times when we look at uh, we look at the detailing industry and we'll watch social media and just shake our heads and go, guys, come on, you know. But there are also <laughs> those times when there's a real positive where you can find somebody that helps you out and, and to walk you through it. And I, I think that's that's a challenge for a lot of people is to accept the help and to be open to that, to be um, – humble enough to accept where you are and your knowledge, right? Yeah, because assistance isn't charity. You know, there's a no. difference. There's charity and there's yeah. assistance. And if somebody sees value in you and they want to offer you assistance in something, that's that's not them doing something out of charity. They're not trying to right. give you something that you don't deserve or that they don't think you can accomplish on your own. They're, they're trying to push you in a direction that they think you're capable of achieving. Um, right. And, you know, as far as kind of, you know, choosing my path, uh, I didn't want it to be about money. It's never been about money for me. You know, uh, mm -hmm. Leslie and I, when we were running our shop back in St. Louis, we would much rather do a, a few ceramic coatings a week, work 20 hours, have the rest of the week off, and we're still making a substantial living. We were still doing fine. And we had ton of free time to do things that we never had the opportunity to do before. That was mm -hmm. important to us. That was success. That's what we felt like we really wanted out of life. I don't need a 4,000 square foot house. Um, what I want, my measurement of value is how much of my time do I own? Uh, so that was always the most important thing to me. As far as money goes, if you're willing to abandon your morals and your integrity, money is easy to find. You right. can always make money. <clears throat> uh, so I always wanted to make sure that whatever I did, it was within, within my values and it was, it wasn't going to take advantage of anybody. I would never sell a ceramic coating, you know, to an 85 year old woman who's going to run her car through the car wash every other week just for the fact of, you know, making a thousand bucks or so. That's, right. that's not the way I do business. And I don't right. think you're benefiting anybody from that and definitely not yourself in the long run. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think that's way. a very, that that's, that's a sound clip right there that we'll pull out of there because there's so many people that that's how they measure success is how much money you make. We, you worship the people and I'm talking about people right in the detailing industry, the people worship because they, have money or they make it look like they have money more of that and i mean i'm i i don't care i'm not i'm not one of these guys i i i don't have you know watches that cost tens of thousands of dollars i don't care um and i think that's a that's to me i'm happy with that because i don't i don't it doesn't consume me to worry about that next. I mean, I have, I have toys, I have other toys that cost money and all that kind of stuff. But, and I'm like you, I'd like, I'm much more turned on by a car that's, you know, goes fast and is rumbly than I am a, you know, 
a watch yeah, or a pair of shoes or whatever. And everybody's got their thing that's personal. But I think that's the thing is, is, is people flaunting that and trying to make that like that's success. Right. Right. Um, <clears throat> that's not success. That's, that's how you look online. And I think that's part of the problem is, in, in any industry, but in the detailing industry specifically, everybody's trying to prop themselves up and make themselves look a lot better than they are when, you know, hey, at the end of the day, this is this is it. I mean, one of the reasons that Jody and I are still doing this after this many years is what you see is what you get. There's no BS, <laughs> right? I mean, this is this is it. So um, being a real human and having just that open conversation with people about where you're at and taking that like you said, it's not charity. It's somebody actually helping you out. And I think that's the difference. So um, Jody and I just recently were in uh, North Carolina with a really good friend of ours, Jamie Buchanan. And we were there at his shop. And, uh, you know, it was at the end of the day. All the other guys had gone home. And he's like, crap, I still got two cars. I got to get to a dealership. And he's like, you know. It was Jody and he and I. And so we just started grabbing polishers and knocking out these two cars. It's it just was super fun. It's, it's almost dark. I mean, we're doing it almost in the dark, right? It was great. But the thing is, is you just have to do that. You have to pitch in. You have to help somebody. There wasn't even a question about it when it was done. We, you know, we went to dinner and, and you know, we would have done the same thing over and over and over because we're just trying to help a guy out. You know, there wasn't right. a big social media post about it. You know, I didn't There have, will be. Yeah. Total duck <laughs> No, <face>. no. I, <laughs> Oh, maybe, you know, well, that's like, you guys will notice, like, I don't, I don't post a lot of pictures of myself right. or when I'm at these events, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't grab a lot of selfies with guys. Uh, I'm just trying to enjoy the moment. I appreciate yeah. being able to be in the industry and getting to associate with these guys that, you know, I've had great interactions with, or that I've looked up to for a long time. Um, it, it's, it's not about a show for me. If you go through my social media, you'll see very few pictures of very me cute. on there. Yeah. Uh, unless somebody else shared it of me. Yeah. Uh, I, I want my, my work to be famous. I personally don't care if you can rip, pick me out of a lineup. If you, if you can't recognize who I am at an event, that doesn't hurt my feelings at all. I'm not, right. famous. I don't expect to be famous and I'm definitely not rich and probably never will be. Uh, I, I, I like, I like investing and I like having things more than I like having money. Yeah. So for me, if I've got some money and I've got a business opportunity or something that that's coming up, I'm going to take my money and I'm going to put it in that. Or like you guys saw in June, I may go leave halfway through the day and buy a race car. You did. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> so cool. you did. And that, to me, that's just as exciting because that, that's really I was actually reading an article today about the balance between future and present. Right. And there's these extremes of uh, uh, I'm a hoarder and I put all my money into my future or. I live in the moment and I don't have $5 to my name because every time I get a dollar, it's out the door. And they yeah. said, you know, they're, they're looking at the balance. And uh, I was like, well, yeah, the balance is that I didn't buy a Ferrari. I bought, you know, a 55 Chevy. It's, it's, I'm in the middle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and you're still so, happy. You're just as happy yeah, when you see yeah. that 55 Chevy as you would be with a Ferrari. And the difference is you've still got a balance on your bank statement. Yeah. And yeah. that's the key. And I think the other thing there is that, there is certain things, there are tangible items that make you happy, right? I mean, yeah. things make you happy and that's great. I, you know, I saw the smile on your face and, you know, heard the rumble. <laughs> I was it very made happy. me smile. It made me yeah. smile. Too, so. <laughs> that rumble makes every man smile. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. A car guy or not. So one of the things that I want to go back to as we're wrapping up here, yeah. um, you talked about, hitting those pitfalls 
mm-hmm. right? Every business owner is going to hit a pitfall, right? So what are some <laughs> pitfalls that <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> the comment for those listening on the audio says seriously that car from, from leslie from leslie <laughs> that's funny man so but anyway so i want to talk about that because i think a lot of times people get into business and they anticipate that all right I'm going to be here in two years or here in five years. And then you wake up the reality six months into it. And you're like, what the hell did I just do? Oh yeah. Well, and it goes the other way too. You can be more successful than you can, you can maintain. Yes. You started off, uh, you know, Leslie had to kind of bring it into perspective for me because detailing, everybody knows it usually comes in waves. You'll have moments where you are slammed to the walls and then areas where you're struggling to bring in enough business to stay busy. Uh, we went through that for the first year and a half or so that we were in business. And then eventually I was like, man, the waves just keep getting bigger. They're just getting bigger. And Leslie's finally like, I don't think you can call it a wave anymore. When you're booked six weeks out and the phone is ringing yeah. every day, I don't, I don't think you can call it a wave. Like you can't consider it right. a wave anymore. You've, you've kind of reached where you wanted to be. So take a step back, look at it through a wide angle lens and enjoy what you have and quit trying to think that there's another step that you're still trying to reach because the you five years ago would be ecstatic at where you're at right now. So just you got to take a minute and just enjoy it. Uh, I never thought in a million years that, you know, in three years after going full scale, you know, I guess we're about four years in now, but within four years, you know, I would have opened a company built it to something successful, made the conscious decision to close it down because I wasn't able to provide enough of my time. It wasn't good for my technician that was working for me. Leslie was getting slammed and bombarded with all of the office duties. Um, You know, our customers were, were, were struggling um, because (laughs) that woman, Uh, the customers were struggling (laughs) because the time scale that we had kind of built our business around, we were able to get customers done on a, in a mobile scale, uh, very, very quickly, efficiently, and with a very high attention to detail. Yep. So when, you know, our detail services that were typically taking us two to four hours started taking six hours or longer, a lot of our regular customers, we knew that they weren't benefiting from it. Our technician, he wasn't getting enough done. It wasn't benefiting him well enough. And, you know, certainly the time that I was taken away from my job at Detail Lex, that wasn't good for Daryl or any of the team at Detail Lex. So it, it was a hard decision to finally kind of be like, okay, I've got so much on my plate right now. I can't run this shop in St. Louis and help run this shop in Kentucky and maintain all these relationships. Eventually it's going to go downhill and I don't want my customers or my technician to suffer when everything finally falls. So right. it was a hard decision to do to take something that I built from the ground up and say, okay, we've moved past this point now. We've got to cut ties with this you know, save what reputation we've managed to build and move on to the next chapter. Um, unfortunately, that's that's a part of business. And I don't think that it was mm-hmm. a, the wrong decision. It was a hard decision. Those are always hard decisions, but I'm very happy that we did it. And it, it worked out for the best. Yeah. And I think that, that um, one of the obvious things that <clears throat> we need to address here is Leslie. You, <laughs> you do have a fabulous 
relationship with her. That's one of the things that I picked up the first time I met you guys. Yeah, you guys joke with each other. She has no problem ribbing you, which is awesome. None. Um, she's a phenomenal photographer for anybody that wants to see some of the work that she's done. She does Thank really good work. She and she amazing. absolutely has infinite wisdom because she's able to support you. And I think that's the key to any partnership is when you have a partner that's able to give you little nuggets. Um, sometimes you don't like to hear them. Uh, and in some time, but when you take a step back and you're actually open to that, you know, in an equal relationship, my wife, one time I had two of my car projects going at the same time. Wait a second. This isn't working. So I have, I have very fun toys and I have a 57 Chevy pickup that I am building and I have a 55 two door Bel Air that I'm building. And I was building both of them at the same time. And she came in the shop once and I was struggling and she goes, maybe you should just work on one at a time. So and that was all she said. And I was started, like, you know, woman has how? no clue. She has no idea <laughs> what, what she's talking about. But she was absolutely right. And, and when I actually cool started seeing the progress um, is when I took her advice and I put one of them aside and I worked on the other one. And then I started seeing real progress because, you know, you're trying to kill yourself to get all these done. And, and you have to, I love you know, realize sometimes that you can't and do this is 15 why, projects. Like, SEMA yeah. and these well, and um, she's made huge sacrifices like for the, the benefit of my career. Happened. You know, not too many so, women so would do what she did and, you know, pack up everything, and, uh, leave everything behind and move really halfway across the, the country so that I can continue to move, you know, toward you know, my dream. Detailers come yeah. up with the best I, I can't, ideas and you can't put a price on that. Um, that is one of the most valuable things that she has ever done for me and ever could do for me. It's just that she's the biggest cheerleader I've ever had. She supports me in all of my ignorance. And I want them to Wow. There's the other soundbite right there. She supports me in all of my ignorance. It's true. Because it really does. But I mean, honestly, without her, most of this wouldn't have happened. Leslie is kind of the unsung hero of my success. Uh, she's it's done a lot like the driving she's made force huge sacrifices because so, here's what i would say i don't make any like, decisions without running them by her we don't always agree like you said you know sometimes not, she's sure. got an I mean, opinion I, that I like differs from that mine we're the best and i make decisions and that, that our products are the best that they're unhappy not. with i mean the mustang. Uh, we have products that aren't the best very unhappy with the mustang yeah aren't as good as they can be but you know supercharger drag car like i had to do it and so this is kind of what's crazy it drives me crazy yeah that was one she was adamantly opposed to and i did it anyway so now every time something happens i get to hear about it i knew what i was talking about when the wrong way to think about it there really is no fast right it's whatever works for you in that given situation i always because we get that same question all the time you know what what makes you better than these guys or what's the best software we always tell people like look at all of them go look what works for your company what's the situation are you in a single are you a single person operation where you have a single bay and you're doing one or two cars a day and your, your premium service is you know a two hundred dollar exterior detail with no correction or are you a six bay shop with 12 employees and you date ceramic coatings all day long the answer to all of those questions software microfiber awesome, pads awesome. Well, product guys, polishers they're totally different if i'm the single person shop and my biggest deal is just doing an exterior wash and and i'm doing it for dealership work 
So I've got the cheapest polisher, the cheapest towels, guys, and the cheapest product awesome absolutely possible because it's about production. It's not about perfection. It's not about trying to make it, <clears throat> you know, you're not doing 50-50 splits on 2016 uh, Celica that's going back to the dealership in less than 30 minutes because somebody needs it. You're, you're getting it in and getting it out. Um, Jody and I were on site with a customer two weeks ago right before SEMA, and it was 6.30 at night. There was a 2016 Honda that had to get back to the dealership and it was ugly. Yep. I mean, it had sap on and everything and it was grab whatever pads you can grab, grab whatever polish you can grab and, and get it done as fast as you can. And it was a single stage, get it out the door um, versus somebody that's bringing in their black Audi eight and they want it to look no scratches. Right. So those questions, I, I, I love and I hate them at the same time. And my recommendation is always the same. Whenever ask, anybody asks me uh, about the software, I would say, we have features and whatever I produce this year, they're going to produce it in six to eight months if they're lucky and, um, and two months if and they're great. And vice versa. And vice versa. <laughs> whatever they produce, we're going to produce because you kind of have to, but try them out and see what, you, see what works best for you. I think there's a really important lesson there that you just shared. I think a lot of business owners, especially detail business owners, because they're so detail oriented, when they get a complaint, their go-to response is to bring up the wall of defense and go, oh, no, man, not my work, right? And you're like, look, I would rather have the complaint because it forces me to look at my product. It forces me to look at my team, my company. And I have to make a decision. Do I want to become better and more competitive? Or do I want to retreat in this wall of offense instead of moving forward? And I think that's a really, really important lesson for business owners. Looking back, you know, as we wrap up here, I mean, you, you have a 20 plus year journey. What are some things that you've learned along the way that you think are helpful for other business owners? Yes, I, I mean, I think that that one thing is the most important um, switch that you can flip. The idea of, um, you know, taking responsibility and taking the blame and then trying to improve. Um, because even if the customer's wrong, that, you know, it could just mean that your messaging was off and you just have to change mm -hmm. the way that you framed the problem or the solution and then you can take that to the next customer and so i mean a business is there's so many different layers to the business right like there's the customer facing part of the business there's the marketing and then there's the the behind the scenes part of the business which is like you know between accounting and operations and employee stuff and so the, i mean you can apply that theory of you know, taking responsibility and being open-minded and being humble it, it, rather than taking offense and uh, assigning blame. Um, to me, that's the most important factor. Um, and so it took me a long time to figure that out. I mean, at least 10 or 15 years. I have not always had that philosophy with my business. I used to wallow in sorrow about, you know, you know, problems and rather than taking them head on. Uh, and so uh, w one of the best books that I've ever read for my business um, was a book called um, The War of Art 
by Stephen Pressfield. And it's, he has this concept called resistance. Um, and everybody has, their, your mind creates resistance um, to ideas. And most people, you know, run from the resistance, you know, the problems that happen. Um, but really what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to press into them and go towards the resistance. And really that it's almost like a barrier to entry because what a business is, you're solving problems for your customer, right? Whether you're a detailer you're, uh, you're, or a software manufacturer or a towel manufacturer, really there's problems that you're solving for a customer and you're hopefully saving your customer time and they're going to trade you their money to solve that problem for them. Um, and so when you're, when you're going into the resistance and fighting these battles against it, most people fall away. And so there, there really is no competition if you're just pressing into these problems and trying to solve them. Um, yep, that's, awesome. that's perfect. So, so go out and read that book, the, the war of art, um, and kind of in wrap up here, a couple of things, uh, you can find Ian at, give us all your, you know, pertinent details, website, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, the website's autofiber.com. My email is ian at autofiber.com. You know, we're on Facebook, um, Instagram. We even have TikTok now. Um, and then also, if you can, come to some of these trade shows. Yeah. I really, you know, suggest going to SEMA or Mobile Tech Expo or, you know, any of these uh, trade shows where these detailing companies and detailers are like literally, I mean, I sell to a bunch of different industries and I think detailing is the best industry. It's the best people. I think really for the most part, people are really humble and nice. And um, it's just a great experience. Uh, so many of the people, the businesses and customers, they, they've become my friends over the years. And it's just like, if you want to be really stoked on your business and inspired, you should go. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I would, I would second and third that. So next one coming up is Mobile Tech Expo January. I think it's the twenty week of the, the very last weekend. But last week of January, first week of February. Um, go look Ian up. If you can't find him, you're really not looking because if you can't find Auto Fiber, that come on, they've been around for twenty some years. So you'll be able to find them. Um, really appreciate it. And uh, glad we finally got to, you know, hang out a little bit at SEMA and talk to you. Uh, everybody go out and, uh, you know, go vote for RotoFS Detail Memoirs at the MTE Golden Mike Awards. Go vote for Auto Fiber for company. It's just, you know, we got to give some love back to the industry. And I, I'm just absolutely blown away uh, at the number of businesses that have been in this detailing industry through the 2008 and then up this year as well. You know, you see all the negative stuff. You see all the people when COVID hit that were out of business in two weeks. And there's some of us people on this screen that have been through major downturns and <laughs> economic times. Just and, part of the process, you know, baby. Like you said, Embrace it's kind of, it. It's either running away from it and throwing your hands in the air or, you know, lowering your shoulders and going into it. And, um, I think that's the only way to deal with it. That's one of the things that, you know, Jody and I, people are like, looked it up. They're like, man, you're like a little bulldog. You guys are just tenacious and you have <laughs> to be. Going, I think that's man. the key. That's, that's my right. message to businesses is, man, you gotta be tenacious and you gotta just go after it. And, um, but to your point, you've gotta be kind, 
You've got to help raise the whole industry up because when we when we drag the industry down, that's when it starts getting bad. So raise people up, raise up the whole industry. And, uh, and I'm just glad that you spent some time with us. Really appreciate it. Yep. Thank you, man. Yeah, I appreciate really appreciate you guys bringing me on. I think you guys have a great show here. And um, I look forward to seeing you guys in Florida and anyone else. And yeah, to me, like, I really try to just have a positive attitude just for my own mental health. Um, and so I am always just anytime a negative. So I like negative ideas because they help inform you of a problem you need to solve. But beyond internalizing that and refocusing it into something positive, I am only trying to remove any positive any negative thoughts from my mind and man, the power of that is phenomenal. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. And, that, that is, and so. that's something's trained in. I think most people have a problem doing that. You know, Jody and I talked about all the time. We'll come in here. We'll shut the door and we, we announce that it's about to get ugly. I'm like, okay, here we go. Right, I'm getting on my box. I'm, on my I'm like, okay, I a, can take it. It's a mental <laughs> thing. It's a physical thing that I say, I'm going to do this. And then I go, okay, now it's time to get off of that soapbox and let's talk about how let's to solve, go solve the problem. The problem. And yeah. I think it's a cleansing thing that sometimes people can't just get off the box. They just continue to wallow in it, you know? So Yeah, yeah. well, thank, thank you so much, man. It's been a great conversation. I always love visiting with you. Guys, please go connect with Ian Ramelkamp Auto Fiber. Yep. It's on Facebook, Instagram, now TikTok. And please remember to like, share, and subscribe. And we'll see you next week with somebody else. Have a great day. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. See, see you later, Ian. Thanks, man. Bye.